This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hagistilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Loving Your Neighbor is a World Without Love is a unique, life-changing eight-day series all about building powerful, unselfish relationships, specifically with one's neighbor and oneself, but ultimately with God. When God's Word says that the second greatest commandment is to love one's neighbor as we should love ourselves, does that simply mean to do him no harm? Or should I bless him too? How should I respond to him being unloving towards me? Is this love ever conditional? Can it be a mere feeling? Or is it something far more? Neither is a perfected love walk easily established often requiring effort, patience, and practice, but always sincere, seeking to protect, looking beyond imperfections, and sometimes just boldly speaking the truth. In a loveless world, what exactly is this love walk all about? What joy we'll find in learning that God's love will always flow freely to us as our love flows freely to others. Corinthians 13 comes after Corinthians 12, where Paul talked about, um, or Corinthians 11, where he talked about communion and how they were interacting with one another and how there was no love in the love feast. And he's, he's scolding them. He's putting them in their place, telling them, you've you got to change this. But isn't it interesting that he goes from chapter 11, telling, calling them out on the lack of love and the breach in, of, of um, sensitivity and and, and love among them. And then he goes into chapter 12 and talks to them about the body of Christ and how important every member is. Then he goes immediately into 1 Corinthians 13, the very famous section of, of Scripture, where he gives the Bible definition of what love is. So he, he rebukes them for their lack of love, tells them how important each member is to the body. You see, you, you don't realize it. And, and this is the thing that bothers me as a pastor. I see it all the time. There's stuff that goes on between believers. You're lying on each other. You're cheating on each other. You know, not cheating, but you're, you're, you're not being respectful to one another. There's talking going on behind each other. They're clicky. And Paul addressed that in, in, in chapter 11. There's clicks of divisions and all these things going on. And, 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 some, and then he goes on to say, you, some of you are sick and weak and even fallen asleep, even died, because you're not respecting the body of Christ. And what he meant by that is that you're not respecting one another. You're not walking in love. You're not perfecting the love walk. And as a result, it's affecting your life. As a result, it's a, you're doing a dishonor to the Lord and to the, to the things, to the purpose of this, of this body that he put together and continues to put together on this earth. You are disrespecting the body of Christ. You're, when you disrespect another believer, when you treat each other harshly, when you talk behind each other's back, or you purposely set a fire in somebody's life, or you lie about somebody, or you, you talk about somebody, or you do something disrespectful, you are disrespecting Jesus himself because you are dis disrespecting a member of the body. You are not walking in love, and therefore you put yourself in harm's way. This is why 
I believe that this is such a seriously important message for every Christian to understand that we are called to walk, to perfect this love walk every day. And as soon as you walk out this door today, you're going to have an opportunity to perfect this love walk. Somebody's going to look at you funny. Someone's not going to do something you expect them to do. Someone's going to say something to you. It happens every week out in the parking lot. I didn't realize how much unloveliness was going on in the parking lot until I got to talking to some of our parking lot people. They say, you wouldn't believe how disrespectful, disrespectful people are to us. Want to park where they want to park. And we have reasons why we park you where, where you park. We can't park you up in the front. That's for the older people who cannot make it up the hill. If you're 45, 55, even 60, 59, you can still walk up the hill. Now, if there's somebody handicapped or whatever, we park them close by so they can get in and get out. The elderly and those that need assistance. You don't need assistance, Bubba. Walk. You might lose a few pounds. In love. But you'd be surprised the unloveliness that goes on in the church. You know, there's, there's vying for position. There's, you know, there's... Um, jealousy going on and all of these factions and, and, and Paul identifies and he says you can't have this you're the body of Christ man you've you got to learn to walk together in harmony and in love that's why we've got to perfect the love walk now listen let me tell you I come up against a lot of unlovely people I mean I you know I, there's a lot of unlovely people out in the world and even in the church and I come up against unlovely people all the time but now you see I look at it as an opportunity for me to perfect I don't react. I've learned now to respond, to pull back, and to think my actions through before I let them, before I fire the gun. You know, there's an old saying, put brain in gear before mouth in motion. Put your brain in gear before you put your mouth in motion because you're going to make a mistake and, and you're going you're to walk out of love and you're going to bring, bring disaster on your own life. So I, 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 just, I just feel this... this um, this nudging and this leading of the Holy Spirit to really talk about love and perfecting this love walk. We'll get into more of the practical areas of this. Um, now, along the way, there have been people in my life, whether it was by my choice or not, that, you know, we don't, we don't walk together anymore. But just because you don't walk together with a person doesn't mean that you cannot walk in love. We have this wrong idea that when we have... You see, the Lord... I've got so much to say on the subject. I'm, I'm, I'm overlapping, but the Holy Spirit will bring it together. The Lord uh, shared something with me this week. I was um, doing something, and, and this impression just came on me. And, he, and the Lord said, check your investments. Okay. Well, I have investments. I've got stocks and bonds and mutual funds and check your investments. But that wasn't what the Lord was talking about. The Lord was talking about check the investments that you have with people. What are you investing in? In the natural, you see, because every investment ought to bring a return. Otherwise, it's not a good investment. And, um, and um, so in the natural, I check my investments daily. And if I see an investment that's not doing well, a stock or something that's not doing well, what do I do? I, I, I get rid of it. I get a, a new stock. I start investing in something else. I stop investing in that and I, start, I sell it. And I start investing in something that has greater potential 
to bring a return in my life. See, one of the misnomers we have about walking in love, we think that, you know, there, we have to be in relationship with somebody, you know, that maybe has hurt us or disappointed us, or maybe we just come to a place in our life where we realize that that's not a good investment anymore because they're not, there's nothing coming out of it. Not, now, I don't invest because I'm looking for some personal gain, not in spiritual things, but I'm looking, if I'm going to invest in someone's life as a man of God, as a Christian, if I'm going to invest in your life, I want to see growth in your life. I want to see progress in your life. If I keep sowing into your life and I don't see the progress and I don't see the growth, well, it doesn't, you know, I, I'm not necessarily comfortable keep on sowing it. Here's the verse. Do not cast your pearl before swine that they might trample on it and turn around and bite you. It says something like that. You know, turn around and chew you up. So, so this love walk, just because I'm not in relationship with someone, doesn't mean that I can't still walk in love with them. So along the way, I've had to disconnect from people physically. I'm not investing my energy or efforts or time. I'm not putting my pearls in them anymore. But I can still walk in love with them. Like I've had situations, and I'm sorry that some of them turned out the way they turned out, and whether they were my fault, maybe some of them were, that I don't have certain friends that I thought I would have in my life. But, you know, the bottom line to it is, whatever the reasons, even though we're not walking together and, and there's a break in our relationship doesn't mean that we can't walk in love with each other. The Bible says, how can two walk together unless they be agreed? So if you're in disagreement with somebody, you can't walk with them. But just because you can't be their best friend anymore or they be your best friend anymore doesn't mean that you walk out of love no matter what took place. You purpose to walk in love and this is how you walk in love with somebody. You don't talk about them. You don't, you know, tear them down, you don't, you don't, you know, and I say, you know one of the best ways you, you can, you can keep, keep yourself walking in love? Keep your mouth shut. But it even goes a step further. Watch the facial expressions. Because you ever get around somebody, you, talk, you bring somebody's name up, oh, so, oh, well. I mean, you just said a whole mouthful. A picture is worth a thousand words just by your expression. So, so, so along the way, I've had to cut relationships or others cut from me, but that doesn't mean that I can't walk in love with them. I don't talk about them. As a matter of fact, recently I was thinking about someone from my past and, and um, anyway, th this is a true test as to whether you're, you're walking in love. Way back when, when we had that old upheaval in the church and a lot of people, a lot of these people were my friends and they left. You've heard about that, some of you. Um, one of the very first things that God spoke to my heart is that you maintain your, walk, your love walk. Because you know, when you're in the middle of persecution or you're in the middle of being attacked, the very first thing you want to do is defend yourself. Are you, is that right? And you have to be really careful because in defending yourself, you just might come out of the love walk. You might just move away from walking in love. So when I was in the midst of all of that, you know what the Lord told me to do? He said, start praying for the blessing for blessings upon all of these people. And I'm going to tell you, the first time I, <laughs> the first time, <laughs> and I'm thinking of certain people and I want to choke them. No, I'm being serious. Come on. You're look, all looking so holy here today. You, you, you know what I'm talking about. I wanted to choke them for what they did to me. God said, pray for them. 
and I would get down and, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just lift up so-and-so, and I, I, I pray that you deal, no, 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 wait a minute. I pray that you, oh, all right, you bless them. I still felt like choking them, but I started to pray God bless them. It's amazing. It's amazing how you'll come out of your own, you know, unforgiveness and hurt and pain. When you start praying, when you, when you purpose to walk in love with people and you start to pray for their blessings and you pray for God to do something in their life, as hard and as difficult as it may be, and it is, walking the love walk is not easy. That's why, see, what we like to do is we like to pick and choose who we're going to walk in love with. I'll walk in love with you, walk in love with you, forget you, I'll walk with you. You're too much work, I'll walk with you. You're a pain in the neck, I'll walk with you. You know what I'm talking about. So we pick and choose, and we say, well, I'm walking in love. No, you're not. You know what you should do? You should jump over the ones that are easy and try to walk with, and you're not difficult by any means. I'm just using Ruggiero and Grace as an example. Try to interact with them. You, you know, I tell you, you can change a person's heart when you, when you respond in love and acceptance. You may not like what they've done, but you respond with love. You respond with the heart of God. You, you see, and, and one of the things you're going to you're gonna have to do is you're going to have to be secure in God and secure in yourself. If you get insecure in your walk with God or you, get, you have insecurity in your own heart, you're going you're gonna to go down. You're going to go down because you, insecure people are always ready to fight. I can tell immediately when I'm dealing with an insecure person, just like that, they want to, come on, put up your dukes. You can't say that to me if it's a woman. It's like, Arr! The nails come out. It's the truth. Am I, am I helping anybody here today or am I just praying, right? So, so you can't be insecure. And that was one of my problems, you know, when I, like that instance I talked about that guy that I told him, I'll throw you out of here. And I said, my problem is that I was insecure in myself. And in God, if I, were, if I were secure, if I had been spending more time in prayer and yieldedness to God and acceptance of his will in my life and perfecting my love walk, I didn't know how to perfect it back then. Perfecting my love walk, I would have responded in a totally different way and I wouldn't have reacted to the situation and I would have kept my love walk going. I might not have lost that friend. I might have not lost it. You know, years later, I heard that he was going through a really rough time in his, in his marriage, and he and his wife were separated. It was so interesting because God had put this guy on my heart strong for a week, and for a week I was praying for him. And all of a sudden, a mutual friend, a friend that I have that knows him, told me, oh, you know, so-and-so, they're, they're separated. I said, ah, oh, that's why he's been so heavy on my heart, and I've been praying. And I said to my friend, I said, you know, I haven't talked to him in years. I said, would you tell him that I would just really love to, to talk to him and just to, you know, just to. Be. So my friend went back and told me, you know what he told me? He said, no. He said, I don't want to talk to him. And I understand that because I wounded that man. And I, to this day, it bothers me and it bugs me in my heart that I wounded that man that way because that was never my intent. I was foolish and I was silly. And, and every, every one of us has this responsibility because you can, you can hurt somebody, you can wound somebody, you can devastate somebody when you come out of the love walk. See, 
Corinthians tells us love isn't bristly, it isn't this, it isn't rude, it isn't prideful. It's, and we're going to get into that. We'll talk about all the elements of love and get into a little bit more pointed um, you know, points and stuff like this. But today is just sort of a foundation that I wanted to kind of lay down. So let me, let me, can we just read one verse so we can at least say that we looked at one verse today? <laughs> All right, Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 1. And it says, therefore be imitators, is everybody there? 5-1. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Now, let me read this to you in the Amplified. I'm just going to read verse 1. It says, Therefore be imitators of God, copy him, and follow his example, as well-beloved children imitate their father. Love is a command, it's not a suggestion. We are commanded by God to walk the love walk. So how many of you agree with me? If God commands us to walk in love, then this is something we have to pay attention to. We all want to come to church and get a good message about prosperity and healing and breakthrough. I need a blessing. I need to pay my mortgage. I need to get a house. I need to buy a new car. I need this. Encourage me. Encourage me. I'm discouraged. Encourage me. And you know what? We can get so lopsided with all that kind of stuff. And I believe in all of that. We are going to preach that because I preach that kind of stuff all the time. But we've got to get to the heart issue. Because God commands not suggest that we walk in love. And my experience as a pastor is that there are, not a, there are not a whole lot of believers that are truly walking in love. I mean, we do. And I'll put myself in that too, you know. So, so we've got we to work on this. So love is a command, not a suggestion. Now here's something. Love is a decision, not necessarily a feeling. Love is a decision we make. It's not a feeling. And, and you know, we could use this as an example because I know a lot of married couples, because this, this isn't only with people in the church, but married I know a lot of married couples. You are in love with each other, but you don't walk in love with each other. Ooh, it got awfully quiet in the church today. You see, when you first, when you first met your spouse, it was feelings, wasn't it? Fireworks, sparklers. Fourth of July every day, right? I mean, it's like, woo, your eyes were flaming. And he was the most beautiful man, the most handsome man. And she was the most awesome diva <laughs> that the world could ever see. And your eyes were just like starry-eyed. And then you, you got married and you started to live together. And he didn't pick up his socks and she left the blow dryer with hair all over the the makeup on the, on the thing and, you know, on the counter and, and uh, he snores and, and um, come on, you know what I'm talking about. You say, well, how do you know this, Pastor Ray? You're not even married. I've been counseling a lot of you suckers for over 33 years. I know it firsthand, brother, sister. I've heard it so many times. Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I, I know it with my eyes closed. You see, so, but, but let, let, let's go this way. So those of you that have successful marriages today, you know that there was a point of time where the feelings subsided and you had to make a decision to love this person. Now, the interesting thing that I found talking to married couples, when a couple truly makes a decision to love each other, you just entered such a high level and dimension in God that the feeling 
comes back in such a deep way, it is so deep that we can't even, I can't even ex- explain it. This is what I have experienced when I'm talking to successful married. That's why I like to talk to successful couples that have got it working. So the feeling comes back in a whole totally different way. You know why? Because, because now there is a commitment. And in that commitment, what you're saying is saying, I'm going to overlook certain things. It's okay that you snore. It's all right that you leave your socks on the floor. You can leave your makeup on the counter. Not all the time, but you understand what I'm saying. And then what happens, you know, what happens when you walk in love that way? I don't know how I got onto this, but when you get, when your spouse knows that something irritates you and all you're doing is responding to her or to him in love, guess what? They're going to change that thing. How many of you, and I want you to be honest, women especially, how many of you have gotten your husbands to do what you want to do by nagging him? Nobody. As a matter of fact, it made it worse, didn't it? How do I know these things? I'm not even married, never been married. How do I know these things? Right? And how many men have you changed your wife by complaining about her, putting her down? How many of you have changed your wife by telling you you're, you know, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you're too this, you're too that, don't like this. How many of you have changed your wife in that way? You haven't. Because those things will never change anybody, but love will. When you purpose, when you decide, when you make the decision to love. Is everybody with me? True Bible love costs you something. Others benefit at my expense. You've heard me say this if you've been around this church and because that's the truth, that's what love really is. Others benefit, it costs me. If love, I'm tired as a pastor, I'll be honest with you and I appreciate, don't, don't get me wrong, but if I had a dollar for every person that hugged and kissed me and told me they loved me that are no longer part of my life, I could go buy myself a gold watch. It's not in the huggy, kissy, I love you. It's in the proof. The proof is in the demonstration of that love. My commitment. My word. You know, it, it, my love. You know, that's, that's the true sense of love. Um, it cost me something. It cost me my patience. It cost me forgiveness. It cost me time. It cost me money. It cost me some demonstration of love. You can't just say you love if there's no demonstration of that love. That's not true love. True love seeks to demonstrate itself. That's what love is. It's love in action. And that's what Paul gets into, and we'll talk about it. Um, So others benefit at my expense. And we said this, but let me say it again. I represent the love of God in the world. Right? So I get that out of this first because he says, um, walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself up for us and offering in a sacrifice. So he says, and in the Amplified, that's where I like it, it says, copy him and follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. That's the verse I wanted uh, from the Amplified. Imitate as a well-beloved child. So if I love God, then I want to demonstrate God's love in the world. That's why it's so important for us to perfect the love law. And then... The, the last thing that we, uh, we've already said this, but we'll say it again. When we step out of the love, when we step out of love or the love walk, we step out of the will of God. 
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors